0: everybody keep it tuned here sports done right coming up very shortly in like the next two minutes stay tuned
1: Is a report. We're here from I'm hollering loud because I can back up every word. And I'll whoop any man in the world. And I want everybody out there on TV to know it. I am the greatest.
2: Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now?
3: You darn tootin'.
2: Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his Lake Front Chateau. He's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you late night. Thank you, studio audience. Appreciate you hanging out here at the uh, Palatio State here on the Big Lake. Anyway, folks, I am Vince Wright, sports governor. This is Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. You can also hear us on a couple other platforms as well. We are also on X-Squad Affiliates. I am a proud affiliate member of the X-Squad. Make sure you check out all of our shows on the website, x lots of big things happen in there you can also hear us on spreaker.com as well if you go through spreaker make sure you create an account it takes a couple quick minutes and then go in follow sports done right search sports done right vince right w-r-i-g-h-t we can get things moving that way come on in and by the way go over to facebook as well and then do the same thing search sports done right That'll get you into our private group, our private um, you know sports group. You'll get all the latest sports news information, breaking news there as well. And you can post your thoughts, post anything in there uh, once you become a member. So early on here in the chat room, I got to say what up to Mr. O.G. Dion? What up, sir? And on this special late night edition of sports done right coming to you a day late but never a dollar short got the main man out of tampa florida president controlling owner of the selma toros baseball team mr togo uganda coles aka mr christopher tracy host of one of the best shows out there the lonely hearts club what's up togo whoops stand up for togo there we go And, of course, my one and only mother, Reese Bell. Mom Bell, she's known here. Everybody uh, say hello to Mom Bell as well. All right, folks. So there we go. We're rocking and rolling. Again, this is a late-night edition, so kind of threw uh, the schedule off whack here a little bit. Had a lot of things going on. The Gov is in transition uh in real life starting a new job next week so i took this week off kind of do some things around the house straighten up a little bit get some yard work done and running around because the first lady is out in beautiful huntington beach california (laughs) exactly doing oh, settle down now she's doing big things out there so I'm running around being um, daddy daycare, all this stuff for our daughter, Sydney. We also got our son who is finally getting out of the house and moving out of here. Friday. So big things going on all the way around here. So again, folks, this is Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at the Smooth one That's the number one. And we're gonna hang out here for the next oh, we'll just see we're just really gonna play it by ear tonight. uh don't expect a big chat room, obviously because I am way off of my schedule. It's a little uh later in the East Coast here now as we get past the eleven o'clock hour out east, but we may have a few other stragglers coming on through to hang out and uh politic with us, talk some sports and other stuff, so let's just get it started. people. big things going on. did you see the debate, man? You know, it started off as a joke with Donald Trump. It, it got to a certain point here. But, man, I mean, look, I am no Hillary fan. I really don't plan on voting for either one of these cats. But, you know, people keep telling me, oh, that's a vote for Trump. If you if you go and vote for Gary Johnson or some other third-party guy, you know what? You vote your conscience, people. And if you believe in a third-party candidate, go vote for that third-party candidate. It's that simple. You know, if the uh, the big two aren't doing stuff to get your votes, well, that's on the big two. Don't let anybody tell you how you vote. Get educated. Make it now. Here's where the gov will say, make an educated decision. Uh, don't don't just go out there and flail them levers, not knowing what you're doing. So, um, you know, feel who you're voting for. Uh, you should be able to to pull the lever with pride. Unfortunately, it seems with every election that goes by, people. That just ain't the case, man. So uh, best of luck. (laughs) We still got a month of this stuff left before we even vote. I'm going to do some early voting. And, you know, folks, here's the other thing that the GOV recommends, too. And, again, this is Sports Done Right, Spreaker.com. Also heard on SME, the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. Want to give props to Doug Stewart. But take advantage of early voting. Take advantage of absentee voting. If you do not want to deal with the lines, you can go and vote right now at your local government office. It'll take you less. It took me less than 10 minutes when I did it last go around. Big, huge fan of absentee voting. So, folks, get out there, um, do your thing, um, but but vote and uh, make sure that you vote all the way up and down the ticket because local politics is where the stuff gets done. All right, we got my main man, looks like peeped up in here as well. Patty Cake, Patty Cake, John Fisher, the microwave host of Cooking with the Microwave. Hey, Fisher, they ain't laughing at them eagles right now, are they? Not at all, man. Uh, John Fisher's eagles led by Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State University, who the GOV has been telling you about over and over and over again is doing big things man and the Philadelphia Eagles three and know we'll talk a little bit about them a little bit later on as we get into the NFL side of things obviously uh very very happy with our Minnesota Vikings here man I mean you talk about doing some big things <clears throat> excuse me them Vikings Woo. that defense man I gotta tell you As a Vikings fan, and again, this is Vince Wright, the sports governor on Sports Done Right. What they are doing is really mind boggling. Oh, hold on. Late night on the line. How can we help you, John Fisher?
4: What's going on, God, Man? You spoke him up, so I had I had I had to call in real quick.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Fisher, uh, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. A little late night action here. Hey, Fish Man, what do you think your Eagles are soaring, brother?
4: Um, I'm liking what I see, but for a different reasons than what everybody may think. Now, I know my man VJ Wright. He says that you know Carson Wentz is wowing him. Now, Carson Wentz is wowing me too. But um, you know I love my staff, Dov. So I'll give you one. Last season, the Eagles' defense were on the field more than anyone else in the league. We had the least time of possession. This year, thus far, even though it's only three weeks, we've been on the field the least amount of time. And we're still running no huddle offense. Right. Carson Wentz is still running no. But the only difference is we're not snapping the ball with, you know, you know, 20, 23 seconds still left on a play clock. We're running no huddle. Wins comes to the line. He um, he makes his first little leg move to say, you know, which is basically like saying hut. Uh, and then he lets the defense show itself, and then he changes his route. Um, I think I think the coaching staff is doing a good job. He's surrounded by former quarterbacks. His head coach is a former quarterback. His uh, offensive right. coordinator is a former quarterback. I even think the special team coach for Klein Out Loud is is, is a. Uh, former quarterback and I just think that the Eagles are doing a good job organizationally it's almost like ding dong the witch is dead you know Jeff Kelly's know, gone yeah. the defense is really really stepping up and I mean the only other defense we're comparable to or you know we're, we're, we're number two right behind you guys
0: well, exactly and I mean very good point because you know the the Eagles front office is not some not a front office that a lot of times gets a lot of props and you know deservedly so at times but, you know, so far, so good with the pick of Wentz. You know, I have i won't say, Fish, I've been a super huge proponent. But, you know, when a kid comes out of North Dakota State, and I realize, you know, obviously, I live right next door to North Dakota State, so I get a lot more of their information. I've had friends that have actually played up there over the years. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really hip to the program and just know exactly how it is. I'm real happy that, at least for right now, Carson's doing real good. And by the way kind of a dual threat quarterback. You know, I had somebody uh, a friend of mine I was talking to last night on the phone and he was kind of making the point, you know, that uh, you know, forget the skin color here, you know, obviously we talk about the brothers a lot when we talk about dual threat quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Wentz can get up on his heels too, and that's the other thing that right now I think it's kind of overlooked in his game, Fish.
4: Well, to me, I think he can get up the field, but it's he he, he you know, it's funny that they compared him to Ben Roethlisberger because as far as his mobility, I, that's that's who I would compare him to because he moves out of the pocket, but primarily it's to get rid of the ball. So he reminds me of a young Ben. You know, he. You know, I know they've been coaching him up after week one and two not to take the big hit. So you see last week even right, when yep. he escaped the pocket, he either had his eyes downfield or he ran out of bounds, and he wasn't really taking those big hits because he's a big player anymore. So, um. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see like his mobility, and I think he has a time clock in his head. It was one particular play; there was nobody open for a while. Th- I think it was the one that he hit Darren Sproles on. There was no one open for a second, and it's almost like he was standing in the pocket, and he decided you could just see a clock go off in his head, and he decided, okay, I got to break the pocket, and he oh, broke year. the pocket, and instead of taking it, you know, and trying to gain yards on his with his feet. He actually saw a player who, by when he broke the pocket, broke himself open, and the rest was history, man. But I just think, like, overall, this is the best that our organization has done, I think, literally since um, our first year with Chip Kelly with Mike Vick, and we still had all the Eddie Reese players.
0: Yeah, very good point, man, very good point. And so, Fish, okay, we got 3-0 and out the box. You know, Carson Wentz, you know, King of Pennsylvania right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about the defense, though, man. How do you think that defense has been looking? You know, all the news has been going towards the offensive side with the quarterback play. How's that defense looking?
4: Well, um, in my opinion, there's only two other defenses that you can say are better, um, and that will be Denver and Minnesota. Um, now, statistically-wise, this season alone, just putting it in a vacuum and saying this season alone through the first three weeks, the only other team that can say they're better than us defensively is Minnesota. Right. Um, I think we're number one overall. Well, no, we're number one um, in point differential, but you guys no, you're number one in point differential and like uh, points allowed, and we're number one in like yards allowed or vice versa. One of one of the three. And what one of the reasons why I gave us a chance to to beat Pittsburgh, well, I wasn't going to come out there. You know me. I'm not going to come out there and be like, oh yeah, you know. I'm, I'm, I try not to be a homer. So but one of the reasons is I felt like our um, defensive tackles can create enough of a push up front to collapse the pocket for Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? Ben is going to try to, you know, it, it's hard to escape the pocket when the rush is being come, you know, the rush is coming from right up the middle. You try to step up and create the pocket, but you can't because you got big dudes in your face. And we were able to do a good job. I mean, you know, I, I think. Our secondary needs work. Um, Leotis McKelvin has still been hurt. Um, Malcolm Jenkins has been playing out of his mind out there at safety. But I think our, um, our pass rush has helped our, our pass rushing our linebackers being able to make tackles has really helped our secondary a lot.
0: Hey, I hear you. And, folks, we got John Fisher on the line tonight, a little late night after dark sports done right. Uh, we can turn it up a little bit in here, Fisher, tonight. Uh, before I continue with the microwave, I got to welcome a couple other people to the chat room want to give it up for the uh, one and only host of the Kicking It with Kesey. So, Big big Kesey Ingram himself. What's up, sir? Along with uh, Kesey, we got the very lovely uh, Triple D, Denise, in the house as well, all the way from Selma. And, of course, Fish, uh, the nemesis, uh, Boston's favorite troll, Mr. Grego, is in the building, as you would like to say as well, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so getting back to John Fisher here, man. A uh, couple NFL questions for you because, you know, Fish has got the knowledge. I mean, doing big things on cooking with the microwave. So, Des Bryant reportedly has a hairline fracture. Uh, yeah, I think this could be a little more serious than, than, you know, they're trying to play it up down there in, in uh, the Big D Fish. How are you feeling about that?
4: Um, I 100% agree with you. If you look at the way that it happened, it didn't look pretty at all. And one thing we know about Jerry Jones, he's the same person that refused to put Dez on IR last year. You know, he, he left him in a position where he can come back. He put Tony Romo on IR, but he wouldn't put Dez on IR, in which required at the end of the season, Dez to have another surgery procedure on his foot because of the Jones fracture. Um, and, and, and Jerry Jones is always one of those people who, you know, I, I feel like in, in ways, even though he opens his mouth way too much, he tries mm-hmm. to be, like Robert Kraft meets Bill Belichick. He wants to be the coach, the person that controls the who pulls the strings and also makes the decisions. So he's looking at it like, "Oh, well, maybe we won't tip our hand to our opponents to say that Dez isn't going to be playing." Um they they waited too long to get that MRI. The way that, that thing looked, he should have got one the next day, but at the end of the day, man, um I don't I know what that crap got. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and that's the truth. I mean, I, but I don't know I mean, Dak Prescott hasn't really targeted Dez, you know, a whole bunch. So I'm not sure how much of a beat they're going to miss other than the fact that the defense defense is no longer have to double team anyone on, on their offense. They can load the box up and stop Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Right, right. And again, folks, again, we got John Fisher on the line with us. Uh, we were talking Dez Bryant Dallas so, yeah, kind of a bad break for Dak Prescott, too. I mean, you know, Dak doing big things down there in the Big D, so one of his uh, weapons getting taken away there, Fish, as well.
4: Yeah, and um, the crazy thing about it is, look, you know, I know a lot of people are going to say Dak Prescott is playing better than look. I mean, if you really want my honest opinion, I feel like Carson Wentz, out of the rookies, is playing better. I mean, five touchdowns, no interceptions, um, you know, First, well, I think he's the first rookie since like I don't know the 40s or something like that, or the 70s to, to win his first three games without without a turnover. And it's not just the fact that he hasn't turned the ball over; it's the fact that they're letting him run the offense. And I don't I don't come out here and want to toot my own horn, my own team. Whatever, cause it still remains to be seen, but I just felt like with that Pittsburgh game, when it's like, okay, well, you haven't beaten anybody. And then week two, you haven't beaten anybody. And then week three is, oh, let's see what you guys are going to do. And we completely responded and punched them in the mouth and continued to punch them in the mouth. So I felt like right. that was a confidence booster, And the fact that we have a bye week now, they give a chance to real Carson back in and say, hey, look, kid, don't start trimming yourself because bad times are going to come.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, that's the thing now. See, that's going to be the thing when he first runs into adversity fish. Cause I mean, you know, man, we've seen this playbook before, you know, somebody gets hot for a minute, all of a sudden, you know, that first bad game. And especially since we're talking to rookie here too. Now, what I will say before I ask you a couple other things before I let you get out of here is he comes from a winning program. Um, You know, I mean, North Dakota state playing for their sixth straight uh FCS national championship this year. So he knows how to win. Great coaches up there. I think that gives him kind of a a leg up. You know, I you know I'm still pissed fish because I look at this Jared Goff out here in L. A. You know, not even dressing, sitting the sidelines and whatnot. And you know, I sit there and go, what the hell did this guy even do at Cal to deserve to be picked first? But I think your boys in Philadelphia, man, they they uh, got the right guy, so to speak.
4: From what I hear, um, Philadelphia wanted went the whole time. And I don't know how true that is to be, but that's just from what I hear is that we wanted Wentz the whole time and we were hoping that they took golf and not and they didn't take Wentz. Now, as far as golf goes, I think whether well, he's never taken a snap on the center, so um while I disagree with the decision not to dress him at all after you pretty much sold your soul to go get him, um, at the same time, I do understand that they don't want to put him in any type of position while they feel he's not ready. That he's going to end up being thrust into the game, you know. I allow, I Willie Beeman, first string quarterback goes out. You know, four plays later, second string quarterback goes out, and now he's thrusted in there. But at the same time, I don't, I, you know, if you're going to mortgage the house, you got to see some instant kickback. You know what I mean? You got to see some instant kickback. And for them to be in a new city, you know, a new, a new state, a new city, to bring bringing football back to L.A. You have got to give some type of relief to Todd Gurley. Otherwise, those quarterbacks that he's playing with—they're just going to load the box up. They're just going to load the box up, and exactly, it's not—you yeah. know—and now, luckily, they're able to rattle off two wins out of their first three games. How I don't know, but I mean, they've had Seattle's number for the past—I think four out of the five, maybe now it's five out of six meetings. The same way you guys have had Green Bay's number, you know, um, out of the last like six or so games. So, right. I mean. I don't know. I, I don't agree with the. I don't agree with them sitting them on the sideline, not dressing. But at the same time, I guess they feel like they want to protect their investment at all costs.
0: Well, you know, I mean, Coach Fisher out there. Uh, this guy keeps, you know, he's walking between the raindrops, man. I mean, this guy should have been fired years ago. Um, you know, they go out here, they make this pick, which as of right now, you got to call a bust. And you know, in LA, they got to win now because it's LA. Um, they got new stadium coming, but as you know, fish, there's a lot of other things to do. There's a lot of other women to be looking at out there and football can really slide down the list of popularity down there real quick.
4: I mean, they got USC, they got UCLA, they got the the Clippers, they got the Dodgers, they got beautiful beaches. They got great weather. Yeah. They, they don't, they're not going to sit around and wait for a loser to come around. Yeah.
0: And, Fish, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just hit me hell. The L.A. Kings, their hockey team even has two Stanley Cups now. I mean, you know, there's other things to do out there.
4: Exactly. And L.A. is not a city that's going to sit around and be like, well, look, we haven't had football in the last, I don't know, however many decades. So if our football team sucks, we'll find something else to do. And it'll end up being one of them situations where it's like Atlanta – um, now i don't say, I, you know Atlanta's like a mixing bowl gov you've been here you know that Atlanta's a mixing bowl, so what ends up happening is so many of these home uh look, look i'll tell you this um two years ago, I could buy some good some good hawk tickets um probably for about like fourteen fifteen dollars a piece um but once they got to the point where they were you know uh, first place in the Eastern Conference, those tickets went up to like forty fifty bucks. Right, you get know what I'm saying? Because now all of a sudden the fans started saying, "Okay, well we're not going to sell our season tickets. We rather attend the game because now they're doing something." But Atlanta's such a mixing bowl that you end up with a whole lot of the up the, the opposing team's fans in the stands, and L.A. will end up being the same thing because a lot of people that move all over and, and, and end up in L.A. So it's gonna it, it's gonna get to a point if they start losing right. where those people who got season tickets they're gonna sell their tickets.
0: No, you're absolutely right, man, because on Saturday, I, I I got a few friends out there. One goes to a Michigan bar out there in, um, I think, Huntington Beach, where my wife is tonight, or or Venice Beach, one of the beaches out there. He says there's, there's two to 250 people that show up at this bar to watch Michigan games every Saturday. Another friend of mine does the same thing, uh, Notre Dame bar, bigger crowd, obviously Notre Dame, a lot of fans. So, you know, the the sports fan out there, like you said, man, real fickle and got to get busy here real quick. Now, Fish, let me ask you, man, moving forward here in the NFL season again, this is Vince Wright with Sports Done Right, the sports governor, talking with John Fisher. Uh, moving forward here now, I'll just throw out, you know, barring injuries, you know, and I'm trying to actually pull up and maybe you can help me here. The uh, Eagles schedule as we got coming up here, the next few games. Um, can they keep it going? I mean, that's that's really my question. Can your Philadelphia Eagles keep this going?
4: Uh, I'm going to pull up the schedule itself. Um, I think we can. Hold on, Philadelphia. I, I, I think we can, but it, it really all depends on, you know, how, how much, you know, more preparation they put in the car. Because now, look, look, our bye week is out of the way, so – I, you know, I, I I like to have the bye week around midseason, so players get time to rest, refresh, and all of that stuff. But you know, it is what it is. But okay, so look, our upcoming schedule, next couple games, we um, we play the Lions,
3: okay, we that play the be um,
4: Washington football team, and we play you guys. I li- I literally think we can win two out of those three games. I, I would have us losing to you guys. Um, but that's gonna be, I think it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a twelve nine game. You know what I mean? Neither, neither team can really get the ball in the end zone. But uh, okay, so after you guys, we get Dallas, and then we get the Giants, and then we get the Falcons. We really have a, a, a pretty, a fairly easy schedule out of everybody else in the division. We get we, we get Seattle, um, and we get Green Bay. Um, but yeah, man, I don't think I don't think in many of these games or games that are not winnable. I do see as of right now, I see the Minnesota game as, as a loss. I yeah, absolutely yeah. see the Minnesota game as a loss. I don't know what's going to happen with the Green Bay game because um, we're actually at home when we play Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, yes. You know, he yes, he, he he came back around the bend. But if we want to go to the whole, well, who did you play thing? All right, who who did we play last week? You know, and this is one week out of, out of the first three that we actually can say, okay, Aaron Rodgers and Jody Nelson getting it back on track. So um, that's a winnable game. I, I would probably pick if I if I was, you know, picking gambling sheets or whatever, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'd definitely pick Green Bay to win that game just because of experience. I could see us beating um, Detroit and Washington yeah, um, and too. Dallas. Um, the Giants game might be another test now. One reason I feel like we can beat the Giants is is the same thing. What happened with Antonio Brown uh, is what I think can happen with Odell Beckham. He may be able to get 150 yard receiving, but they may not be able to get the ball in the end zone. But so many times. Um, but I don't know the, the schedule. The schedule says we really can win this division. I think. You know, let's yeah,
0: see, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, outside
4: of Washington. The only other playoff teams that we played from last season is Cincinnati, um, Green Bay. Uh, you guys, did you guys make the playoff last year? You, just, yep. you did. Did yep. you go? Yep.
0: Yes, we did. Green, we that Green Seattle Bay, game.
4: Cincinnati, you guys, and the Steelers. That's it. And that's the only playoff teams we have on our on our record. So if they can keep everything simple, you know, make it easy for Carson wins, bring them along like they've been. You know, every week, open up the playbook a little bit. We, uh, I think we can win this division, and I think we will win this division.
0: I hear you, man. I hear you. And, um, you know, one thing I definitely agree with, man, you guys not only can win the division, I'm very interested now, you know, to see how far this thing can go for Philly because, as you remember, just a few short weeks ago, Fish, man, we, we were dogging you. We were dogging your team. You know, uh, the Eagles were going to be uh, afterthoughts before the season even started. And now you know the the magic play of a quarterback, and you know the fun. By the way, too, fish. I mean, just watching these highlights and and watching Wince and his receivers. You know, they got their little handshakes going now, and and everybody's all in, man. So it's it's good to see. You know, the NFL is definitely a, a better place when the Eagles are are mattering.
4: What's crazy? What's crazy about that? Gov is that I've heard um, it was Jeff Saturday. Uh, I think he came on first take. The minute we traded away um, Sam Bradford, and then, uh, as a matter of fact, it was the minute we named Carson Wentz the starter, and Jeff Saturday was saying, like, he thinks it sends a bad message. Mm-hmm. He, he, now, he did come back and say he had an e-crow on it, but um, he said that he felt like it sent a bad message to the veterans in that locker room, like, hey, we're just going to mail it in this season and just try to develop the young kids. Oh, so, yeah. sorry, guys. But, um it really looks like the team is rallying around Carson Wentz. Almost, it almost looks like they didn't want Sam Bradford to be the quarterback in the first place, and they're glad that they got a pick back, you know, for him. They got the you know they got a first round draft pick back that they gave up to get Carson Wentz. And you know what? Hey, what the, the kid's not half bad.
0: You know he isn't, man. He isn't. Um, I kind of felt like I was politicking and, and cheerleading for the guy, and I really wasn't trying to fish. Because uh, North Dakota State came down here about three, four years back and and beat my Gophers. I so I and that's the other thing too. I've seen this team play in person. Um, you know, I I know what they're about out there, and they're not your typical FCS team. So when he was drafted, I said, you know what, this kid has a chance to surprise some people because people are just going to hear North Dakota State. And think the kid came from Canada, basically, and not really realizing what that program does up there. So um, I wish him well. I'd be real interested to see if this continues. Um, Before I get you out of here, though, man, a couple more questions. Speaking of Philadelphia quarterbacks, let's talk about the ex-quarterback, my guy now Sam Bradford. Um, Why don't you share with the folks out here in the sports done right landscape, man? What are your thoughts on Bradford um, three games in?
4: Uh, well, he's only played two of the three games.
0: Oh, yeah, my bad, look, two of the three, yo.
4: Looking, looking at Sam Bradford um, and looking at Carson Wentz, I would have liked to see how Sam Bradford would look in, in, in this Philadelphia offense. Um, but at the same time, I, I think he's in a good position to where he's got some weapons, some legitimate weapons. I mean, since he's right. been – since he's been in the league who I mean outside of last year in Philly which really we had young receivers all of the talent was already gone you know when he was in St. Louis who we had well who who you have Tavon Austin you know i mean uh Tavon Austin is not a number one receiver in, in my opinion i think Tavon Austin is a decent number 2 and an excellent number 3 he's an excellent slot guy um because of the return ability and everything so he's he's real shifty but Sam Bradford has looked pretty good. and I, I think um, um, Zimmer has done a good job of what portion of the playbook they're going to use. You know, you know I mean, I mean, it's going to be a learning process. It's different terminology. So where right. he may check and say one word to a receiver when he was in Philly and it means to run a nine route, where that same word in in, in Minnesota may mean to run a post. Right. So yeah. I think they've done a good job of easing them in they're not asking him to do too much, but they're asking him not to give the game away. And I think he's been making some key throws, man. Sam Bradford's always been pretty good throwing the ball down the field, like, you know, intermediately, especially, like between like 30 and 40 yards or 20, let we'll let's say 20 to 40 yards. Right. And, um, with that defensive support, uh, if you ask me, I think Sam Bradford's a better quarterback than Peyton Manning was last year. So, um, I really, Damian Woody, um, and I, I don't want to ramble on too much I'm um, God, but Damian Woody came on. He was on first take, and once Teddy Bridgewater went down, Stephen A. said that the Vikings were done. I believe Matt Kellerman may have said the same thing, and Damian Woody was like, no, I can't say that. He said, when you look at the structure of the Vikings, they never wore a team that was going to throw the ball you—you know, 33, 40-something times unless they had to because they were down. So, with that being said, this team is built around a, a, a great defense and a strong running game. So, as long as you got a quarterback who is not now, um, people going to give me slack for this. But, yeah, Sam Bradford's better at getting, ball, getting the ball down the field than Teddy Bridgewater is right now. The only problem is you can't expect Sam Bradford to play 16 games. But if he can play 16 games, yeah, he, he's a slight upgrade from Bridgewater. Um, so he's not going to throw a, a ton of interceptions, you know, and at the same time, like, man, he, he can really, he can get rid of the ball. It's just that his health has been the issue. But, um, I, I don't know, man. I think he's done a great job for you guys. And I, I, look, man, I, look, I, like I said, I wasn't going to be a homer. I picked you guys to beat us and Sam Braff is really going to try to stick it, um, to Philadelphia. So I think that was a good pickup for the time being. Now I'm hearing, now you, I need you to confirm this for me, Gov. I'm hearing that Adrian Peterson is way ahead of schedule. And he may be able to return as early as week eleven. What was he there?
0: That is definitely the rumor out there. Uh I tough call, man. I mean at that point, if you're him and and I know he's a competitor and all, and I guess I'm I'm thinking about him moving forward here over the next couple years. I don't know if you chance it by by trying to come back. And, you know, let's say the Vikings are, you know, playoff bound. And everything's kind of, you know, running on all cylinders, as they like to say, Fish. Then do you look at upsetting the apple cart? You know, maybe if McKinnon and Asiata are doing their things, they're running good. Now you're like, okay, well, let's bring back AP. Hmm, could be interesting. And, you know, before the season started, I said this was going to be AP's last year. Unfortunately, I think this uh, injury, and I mean last year here in Minnesota, by the way. Um, but I yeah. think this injury is definitely gonna, you know, expedite that. But yeah, that's what I've been hearing too, and that's been the rumor up here on sports radio. Um, you well, know, he's, can I ask uh, you a question, Joe? Yeah, go ahead, boss.
4: All right. Um, let's say come week eleven, you guys are eight and three. I don't know when your bye week is, but right. hypothetically speaking, um, week eleven, you guys are eight and three. Um, do you, as a head coach? Have the gumption if Adrian if Adrian Peterson is healthy to say, "No, my good sir, we don't need your services." Now, I mean, I, at eight and three, you may be able to play the whole, We're going to play a cautious role, right? Since we, you know, since we have a good record right now, and we're going to ease them back into the lineup, or maybe hold. You know, what the Chiefs are doing with Jamal Charles, hold them out an extra week if we feel like it's not too late. It's not, you know, panic button time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at eight and three. Uh, if Adrian Peterson is clear about a doctor, do you, as a head coach, say, "No, sir, we're going to arrest you"?
0: You know, with Mike Zimmer, I think Mike Zimmer has has the cojones to to have that conversation with him. I, I really do now. And
4: I don't think there's a head coach in the league that will have that conversation with Adrian Pete. And and, and here's what I I say is this. Um, If we all say, if we all say, and I agree with you, this is probably his last year in Minnesota. Um, But if we can all say that, Gov, and at the same time, you guys be in a position, you know, at that juncture where he's healthy again to win the division, I think Zimmer is a smart enough coach to realize windows close very quickly in the NFL – we thought three years ago Seattle was gonna be a dynasty. And as of right now, they've lost the game to the Rams. You know, and Seattle's not looking, you know, like this, you know, so dynastic as we thought they were. You know, successful teams end up having players that leave to get bigger contracts because they were on a successful team. So with that being said, um I would think that Mike Zimmer would say, Okay, hey look, we may we don't know how big this window is. This is probably gonna be the last time that we can use Adrian. McKinnon isn't going anywhere. Asiata, we, we're still Good going point. to keep for the cheap. So if we got the chance to bring back Adrian Peterson, you know, while we're in this hunt, you know, we don't know. We're going to bring him, especially if we're not going to be able to use him again. Why right. shelf
0: him? You know, Fish, that's very well said. And I hadn't even thought about it like that. And now that, you know, that's why you're two pay grades ahead of me, man. I'm just the sports governor up here. <laughs> but I agree with you, man. I'm very well said. And I, I can totally see that playing out as well. And, yeah, you know, it's like, hey, we're not going to have him here next year. Let's try and get a little something out of him and, you know, yeah, see what happens. So um, could happen. Could happen. Um, I, I hope he can get back. I hope he doesn't do anything stupid to rush himself back, as we saw with J.J. Watt now. Um, and while I got you on here, what are your thoughts on J.J. Watt? I mean, obviously uh, coming back too soon from his surgery on the back. And now, you know, they're already saying this dude's never going to be the same player again.
4: Yeah, one of the worst things I think could happen to somebody who does what J.J. Watt does is to have back issues. Oh, nice. uh, matter Absolutely. of fact, for any professional athlete, to have chronic back issues or a back issue that reoccurs is very bad, especially, look, look, basketball. Look what back issues did to Tracy McGrady. Oh, and yeah. in his career, you know what I mean? And, See, and Larry we about Bird. That. Larry Bird.
0: Larry Bird, Exactly.
4: Retired Larry Bird, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much sideline tracing with Grady yeah. to the point that he ended up on the Spurs and, and ultimately retired a year too soon because they won a championship the year after he retired. But um, so imagine what a player like J.J. Watt, who has to bend down and get in the three-point stance every single play it's a, it's a that he's exactly. on the field, how exactly. a back injury can really affect him now. Um, I am really concerned because the the question is, you know, it was like okay, Jadavion Clowney opposite of JJ Watt. Now most people, uh, and I, and I hate to go off, you know, on on a separate tangent, uh, but hey, most people can't really later. see most most people can't really see what Jadavion Clowney is actually doing. He's actually really good stopping the run. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we saw that in college with that one play that made him famous. Um, but the day beyond Clowney, it was like, okay, we got Clowney on one side, we got Watt on the other. They finally stopped trying to put Clowney at linebacker, so he's back in his natural position, and then J.J. J. Watt goes down. I think Houston is going to take a hit. Um, I actually think that they can lose this game this weekend um, without without J.J. J. Watt. I mean, you know, you're losing a significant part of your pass, us You're losing the person who has to be double-teamed on at least, uh, you know, at least 65% of your passing play.
0: Right, absolutely. So um, huge, huge uh, hit for Houston. Uh, J.J. may never be the same again. Uh, Hey, man, let me ask you this, Fish. Um, Atlanta Falcons, a big win here Monday night against New Orleans. Um, I know you're down there. That's where you live. Obviously, you're an Eagles fan, but you are definitely in tune with the local team there. So they kind of get off the snide a little bit. Is it something to kind of get excited about? Are these the same old Falcons here? What are your thoughts on the Dirty Birds?
4: Um, <laughs> excuse me. It's not going to be very popular.
0: But <laughs> right.
4: Like, I will say the same thing that the Falcons fans said about the Eagles when we beat Cleveland. You guys beat New Orleans. New Orleans is now 0 and 3. New Orleans has had, I think, four out of the last five years, they've had either 28th or worse, or worst, when it comes to defense. Now Atlanta is going up against a team, Carolina, who needs a win because they're 1 and 2 and is also a division rival. Now. This is going to be the test of all tests for Atlanta. Even though it's home, this is, this is where Cam Newton's from. And at the same time, um, Atlanta cannot afford to have a second division loss in the first four games of the season. But Carolina cannot, have, cannot afford to have a third loss in the first four games of the season. So this is going to be a test for Atlanta. I mean, you know, look, they, 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 they beat Oakland. Um, and Oakland had a chance to win that game, and and and, sure, and, and, yeah, they, and, yeah. and they beat New Orleans, you know. But who who really is New Orleans? New Orleans is the worst defense in the league right now. Um, so what they won by thirteen points or something like that. It really, mm-hmm. it really was them. I mean, granted, I mean they did put up forty five, but I mean look at the defense we're talking about. So I understand it's a division game. Those those players from New Orleans they get paychecks too. So I can't discredit what they did, but um, they're going to go against teams who can't afford to say, okay, yeah, we're just going to double-team your best receiver and hope that somebody else beats us, and they do. You know, They're playing All against right. Carolina, man. That front seven is serious. So this is going to be the test of the year to me, and I feel like because it's early, people can say, yeah, you can bounce back from early stuff, but sometimes, Gov, you get hit with a right hook right to the jaw in round three, and you never really recover. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Nope. You never, re- never. You, you, you throw some punches <laughs> back. You may connect on some, maybe sting your opponent, but you never really recovered from that one big shot you took early in the fight. And this is going to be a test to see what Atlanta does. If they can win this game, I think we can say, okay, Atlanta is in contention in this division. If not, at that point in time, we may have to say that they're the best team in the division because, yeah, they lost to Tampa Bay, but I mean, who's expecting Tampa Bay to win this weekend against Denver? Um, right. Yep. And 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 you got the Saints, who may who are probably going to fall to zero four. You know, the Saints have given up twenty one, I think, or twenty seven plus points in like seventeen straight games or something like that.
3: Really? Huh.
4: Yeah. That's how bad. That's how bad the defense is. That is how bad the defense is. They have given up, and at some point in time, Super Bowl or not. <clears throat> some things Gov, I think we all know we can say divine intervention right yes. but yeah. since the Super Bowl the Saints other than I think Rob Ryan's first year there where they ended up being the number four defense in the league they've always been at the bottom at some point in time we're going to have to look at Sean Payton the same way we look at Rex Ryan but in the opposite we can say Rex Ryan is not a head coach He is a glorified defensive coordinator, and at some point in time, we're going to have to say if this doesn't change, Sean Payton is a glorified um, offensive coordinator because their defenses have been terrible.
0: No, I agree with you, man. I agree with you, and along with Jeff Fisher, (laughs) I mean, get him on out of there. Hey, Fish, man, um, last question for you here, man. And again, mm-hmm. folks, John Fisher, host Cooking with the Microwave. Make sure you follow him on speaker.com. Uh Great show. Um, doing big things along with the rest of the X-Squad affiliates. Fish, last question, man. It's on basketball. We got the season okay. coming up here. Um, you know, obviously, we got a lot of things happening in the country with the, uh, you know, these police shootings, uh, people dying in the streets for no reason. It's um on and on and on it goes media day the other day lebron comes out says that while he agrees with kaepernick um supports his right to do exactly what he's been doing he's gonna stand for the anthem and and went into some some reasons why and talked about his family and whatnot and there was an interesting article and i'm gonna admit i didn't get a chance to read it today as i've been running around like a madman that's why i'm on that um you know coming up on midnight your time here but the title of the article was, does Ti-, or excuse me, does Tiger, listen to me, I'm watching golf here on the monitor, does LeBron James get a pass? For, I don't know, um, maybe all he does, whatever, him being LeBron, the face of the league, whatever. But just on a very broad level, Fish, I'll throw that out there. Does he get a pass?
4: I say yes. And the reason I say yes is because LeBron has openly um, spoke out about social situations and the treatment of black, you know, not black people, but minorities in, in, in the situation with the Trayvon Martin case. He had, I mean, we know LeBron orchestrated that. He basically had, or whether he did or he didn't, we can say he did. He had, you know, the team dress up in hoodies, with skittles and and, and and a juice, you know what I'm saying. So, if LeBron feels in his heart of hearts that okay, I'm going to stand for the national anthem because this is what I do, this is what I believe in, it doesn't mean that he disagrees with what Kyler Kaepernick is doing. Like, in a but lot you, of these, but um, fish. There's like, so many
0: people out there, and I and I heard it on uh, radio today. Because you know, and I agree exactly, word for word, with what you just said. But then there's a lot of people out there, a lot of brothers out there. Out comes the coon term. Out comes the sellout. Out comes you know the the Uncle Tom and all this stuff. Um, he he really you know nowadays you can't really win for losing, man. It's just it's it's real tough. Exactly,
4: guys. And that's one of the problems is that. People want you to be who they want you to be. People right. want you to say what they want you to say. Right. They want you to speak out. But when you speak out, look, LeBron openly said, I fear for my son's life. If you exactly. ask me, that's pretty much coincided in exactly with what Colin Kaepernick is saying. He said, I fear. He's got a 12-year-old son who's going to be driving in four years. He's basically saying, I fear for my son's life to where if he gets pulled over. You know I, I'm worried about if he if he's going to make it back home, so why does he have to go out there and take a knee? Why does he have to go out there and do what you want him to do? The man is a grown man when he would speak when he had the team doing the whole Trayvon Martin thing, nobody said anything. You know what I mean? when he right, was out there right. wearing a i can't breathe t-shirt during warm ups, you know what I mean? Nobody said you know it wasn't it wasn't, but now because he decides to say, well, look. I don't disagree with what Kaepernick is doing, but I, myself, are going to choose to stand during the National Anthem. It doesn't mean that he won't stand and hold his fist up in the air. It doesn't mean that he's not planning anything else. Basically, all it means, Gov, is that he will not be taking a knee or sitting down during a National Anthem. And there's nothing wrong. Look, this is the right right. that we have. We can't, we can't praise Kaepernick on one hand saying, oh look, well he's expressing his right, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to choose not to stand because of, you know, his rights and amendments in the constitution. But then at the same time, we want to denigrate LeBron because he's exercising those same rights. He can speak out on it as much as he wants to. You know, I I could sit there and kneel at a national anthem, guff. And go home and drink beer and alcohol all day and smoke weed and not do anything about it in my community. Right. At the same right, time, right. I, I can stand up for the national anthem and still go in my community and do things and donate money and try to and try to force change. Right. So I, I, LeBron gets a pass in, in, in my books.
0: Hey man, John Fisher bringing the heat tonight, man. Late night Wednesday night special edition sports done right, fish. Thank you so much for calling in, man. I mean, shit, we've been bullshitting here for about an hour already. That's how quick it goes, man. I love talking with you, bro. <laughs> I
4: know it, Love talking to you, too, man. Keep doing your thing. I got my ears on, man. I'll be All listening. Right.
0: All right. Cool, man. We'll talk to you soon, Fish. Thanks again. All right, bro. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only host of Cooking with the Microwave, John Fisher. Alright, cut the crowd, have a seat. That's why I like fish, man. And, and you know, let me just go out here before we get to our first break. We got a lot of good music tonight. We're just gonna have some fun. I'll probably do the whole three hours here instead of my two hour show. So um settle in if you if you're chilling late night, smoke what you got, drink what you got, do what you gotta do, let's hang out. But why i like John Fisher so much. Just a cool bro, man, and can and can explain things like he just did. Nope, hold on here. Got another call coming in. Caller, you are on the line. Sports done right. I think we know who this is. What's up, sir? Yeah, this
4: is the number one cheap Rocket jersey, but What's going on, man?
0: Well, hey, on? I, got, I got the Sinatra all playing for you, uh, Jersey. What
4: you got playing for me? Got little yeah. Sinatra, New York, New York.
0: The one and only, only man. man. Hey, let's get into it here. Spreading the news. What's up, baby? Let's do man. Let's Why just get right so to it. Monday night. There's a certain game in this beautiful, beautiful city of Minneapolis, Minnesota, going down. Yeah,
4: Against yeah. Get some
0: lowly yeah. G men gonna become rolling through for another loss. Well, let's
4: see. You know, what, you know what, Vince? That's a problem right there, man. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> you always reach him. Why you reaching, man? Tell me. Yeah. Why you reaching? Huh? I'm not reaching, man. Hey, look, I think as of right now, I think obviously we're the better team. Okay? Um, uh, Eli Manning is Eli Manning. Um, I think, you know, we got a better quarterback. As of right now, I'm not saying, you know, Bradford's the savior, but so far so good with him. The defense goes without saying at this point. I mean, the Vikings showed you what they can do here on defense. They shut Cam and and Carolina down. I think that they can do the same thing against New York. But let me say this, because we talked about this kind of in our group me chat here earlier, Jersey, and I give your boys credit because – these are the types of games that the Giants usually kind of come back and win. You know, people kind of down on them. You know, oh, now they're going into hot Minnesota. And, and trust me, I'm a Vikings fan. I've seen the Vikings get on rolls and lose games that they shouldn't. So, you know, I'm trying to have a little fun, you know, with the banter here. But but trust me, I get it. You know, I, I, I think Minnesota will win this game. I don't think it will be easy, but I think we'll win it. I know you think your boys are going to come out. So let me ask you this. What do your Giants have to do, Jersey, to come out of Minnesota with a win on Monday night?
4: Okay, first and foremost, right? Okay. We should be still undefeated, right? The game Sunday, we had three turnovers in the red zone, right? We had a key turnover when we was trying to go down and kick a field goal, right? So... As far as you know us being two and one, I'm happy with it because 11 okay. and three, I mean 13 13 and three is good because I'm going to tell you something one thing about Minnesota that you won't be able to get with us is right when we attack you, we attacking you through the air we don't, it ain't no run first thing with us when it comes down to the defense you got your defense like to stop the run. we're not going to try to run on you. We're going to go use our weapons. And see, last year when y'all played us, y'all played us because you had a meaning to win to go to the playoff. We had a meaning not to win because we didn't have key players playing because ODB was suspended. Very fair point, so, We had several injuries. You
0: That's very fair point, absolutely.
4: Yeah, so now everything is even keels. Early in the season, prime time, Monday night football, Howie Cosell, Dandy Vines, you know what I'm saying, Frank Griffin. You know, this is what it's all about, bright lights, big city, all that. So what we going to do, Vince, you know, I'm not sitting here going to brag about the thing, but what we going to do is we going to come in there and we going to just take care of business and got a new ballpark, which I call the barn, (laughs) and we just going to move on. Jersey, be quiet, man.
0: The First off, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful new stadium, much better than MetLife. Um, uh, let me say this, though, folks. Uh, what we're going to try and do next Monday, me and Jersey been talking, is to do like a little pregame show before the game gets started next week. And now, Jersey may be tough for me, and folks, I'm starting a new job on Monday, so uh, I got a new schedule. I'm going to be working till 5 and trying to dr- get through that uh, rush hour traffic to get back on the other side of town where I live. So I may not be home till about 6 or 7 your time, Jersey. But as long as we can chop it up real quick, I think that'd be great, man. Give these folks a little preview of the big Vikings-Giants game.
4: Oh, no matter what time you come on, we're going to get it all in Because, see, that's one thing about me. No or a post game if you got in. time. No, no matter what the time limit, like tomorrow, I'm coming on from 1230 to 3, and I'm going to get it all in. You know what I'm saying? It's all about you getting it in and letting the people in your chat say what they got to say so you can get in their ass yeah. and then let them know. Just like hey. Mr. Harper in there, just like Mr. Harper, Mr. Harper, 60 minutes of pure funk, pure energy, pure whatever. You know what, Mr. Harper, let me tell you something right now. Don't sit in there talking about Jersey and you talking about some opera. It ain't about no opera, Oprah, whoever you want to put it in there. Whatever you're saying, it's about the Chief Rockets coming in here and let you know about his goddamn team. You know, hey. no excuses. You know what I'm saying? We lost because our quarterback still do the same bullshit he did when he was a fucking rookie. You know what I'm saying? Trying to force shit, throwing it to the wrong fucking area. You got three goddamn receivers that can get the ball. Why are you trying to throw it to the halfback? That's how we lost. We lost on a fumble, two interceptions, <laughs> and miscommunication. So this week, it ain't going to be about that. This now week, Jersey. we coming, we coming to Monday night, and we're coming in. There. Listen, First Lady, everybody out there listening, I'm going to tell you like this. We're coming in there. We're the big blue record crew. We're coming in there. <laughs> we are swinging high, and you're going to duck low. We're going to hit you with that hook, <laughs> and we're going to knock you out. And we're going to put you in a moment because we're going to be like, it ain't no more Joe Frazier.
0: Hey, okay, chill out for a minute, Joe. I got a question for you. A couple comments here, and actually I do need to get in this chat room. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Before I get to Vern here, a couple new folks have joined us. Rough Buff is up in the mix. And, of course, the affirmation, Mr. Marcus Harper, host of the Marcus Harper podcast. Great show today on SME from him. Now, uh, John Fisher says, Jersey, y'all couldn't even beat a Washington team who lost their first two games, or lost their first two home games to start the season. And uh, Mr. O.G. Dion says, Vern, with the excuses. Okay, I'm going to tell
4: you this. I'm going to tell you this. Microwave, go sit your motherfucking Chico the Man truck ass (laughs) down somewhere because you know what? Your team won three games, but you know what? They don't have no tape on your quarterback. Your quarterback is going to be dead meat come the middle of the season. The middle of the season, you're going to be like, why the fuck did we draft him? Right now, everybody's saying, why Cleveland and draft him? Um, Hugh Jackson knows about this cat right here. Once you get some film on him, he will be meat in the NFL. The NFL ain't no goddamn fucking Division Two college league. This is the NFL. He's getting over right now because nobody know about him. But once they start reading tape on him, he's dead me. Mr. Harper, go sit your goddamn ass down. Mr. Harper, if you want to debate the Chief, call the chief show tomorrow. I'll be on from 12.30 to 3 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Tune in. I know you ain't doing shit, so tune in. If you want to call up, the caller number going to be there. Call me, and we will talk about this. ODG, man, you've been going at this shit for two years. ODG, go sit your ass down, because you run... When your fucking team ain't doing no good no more, the Falcons—they—they they won Monday night, but they defense and New Orleans defense wasn't up for a switch team. So y'all go sit your asses down and you let the motherfucking number one chief rock tell you what's really going down.
0: Now we got rough buff out here, chief. Going, weren't you supposed to be on a date tonight, drinking the white henny with a little, with a little lady friend?
4: I'm doing that. I'm doing that now.
0: Oh, I okay, took time right. out. Go ahead, I Vern. Took time <laughs> out because I told you I was gonna fall in.
4: You know he, he, he do, You did, that's right.
0: In, that's right, absolutely. Yeah, but when I was ready to call in, you had the microwave on there talking about some
4: fucking stats. We don't want to <laughs> hear those stats, microwave. You take those stats back to Studio B, all right? Oh, and then I'll man. see you in Studio B soon. You just make a date that you want me to come there, and we get the bottom to the top show rolling. But right now, I don't want to hear that shit you talking about on microwave. you talking about the Giants? Wait till we play Philly. We're going to bust that ass. We're going to take that motherfucking rookie-ass quarterback of yours and sit his ass in a corner with a dumb hat with dollars and cents and Grego.
0: There you go. And this is Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota, on Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. Also on com. got an Squad affiliate member, Jersey Vern, the number one chief rocker host, of many many different shows just make sure you type in the chief rocker when you're searching Spreaker and you're going to get every show that Vern has something to do with now Vern I want to hold you up here from the young lady so let me ask you one more question here and uh, we'll definitely get into it next Monday night before the Vikings game but let me ask you um, same question I talked about here with Dallas it came out today that um, Des Bryant has a hairline fracture um, how do you think that that affects Dallas you know, Dak was um, looking real good. Now, one of his major weapons is getting taken from him here. Um, what do you think? Because, you know, me and uh, Fisher think it's more serious than Dallas is letting on.
4: Well, first and foremost, um, Dez, Dez, Dez is a distraction. Dez couldn't even catch the fucking ball off a goddamn gun machine. This, this pre-season, <laughs> he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? So. If that press side starts throwing some strong-ass passes, theirs are going to drop them anyway. Darius, go sit your ass down because you know what? You're not the receiver that everybody is pegging you to be. You're not top five. You're not top ten. Go sit your motherfucking ass down. OPG, you know what? Your goddamn team is about to fall. Carolina is coming in here because they're mad. They're mad because they lost this past weekend when they should have won. They're gonna come in here and blow the Falcons out the barn. Once they blow the Falcons out the barn, you won't see OGB, you won't see King 50, you won't see Nine on the you won't see goddamn uh, what's his name? Peter Guns or Peter Well, whatever the fuck Peter You know what I'm saying? Only person yep, you will well. see was Sluggle, because Sluggle is the only true Atlanta Falcon fan that will stick up for his team win or lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm going to put it All to right. you like this, right? For everybody out there that got something negative to say, the number one Chief Rocket show is on tomorrow from 1230 to 3 o'clock. Bring your dead ass up in there, and I will let you get on the mic if you want to talk.
0: All right, there we go. Well, Jersey, you get back to paying attention to that uh, lovely female over at the crib. Folks, you make sure you turn in tomorrow, Spreaker.com, Mexquadaffiliates.com, the Chief Rocker has issued the challenge. You got something to say to the Chief. Get your ass on that phone tomorrow and talk to my man. Jersey, I can't wait. I'll get at you this weekend, man. We'll set up the particulars for Monday. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, regardless of us, John, back and forth, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. I can't wait.
4: Oh, yeah. First of all, Chris, Monday night is going to be a classic because it's going to be you talking Minnesota sports. It's going to be Absolutely. me talking yep. fucking Giants sports. Rough buff. Your team ain't considered as a fucking New York team. You up there, upstate New York and Buffalo next to Canada, keep your cold ass up there and ice your motherfucking ass up because you need to get a fucking team and a new coach, all right? But hey, um, as now, far as Jersey, that, man,
0: One, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I had one special message I was supposed to give to you. I'm
4: going to try
0: that? and get this man on from Boston Monday night. Easy Ed texted me this oh. morning yes yes he's like i can't wait to get at Vern. so i'm going to try and get him to pop through real quick on monday night as well if not tuesday um you know okay. we, can, we can try and do it but he said he's ready for the jv calling you junior varsity jersey varsity. <laughs> hey
4: hey you know what you know what man tell steady eddie get his notes together
0: i get will get his
4: little literature together because you know what when he bring it to your show Everything that comes from Chief Rocky is coming from the heart, and the microwave know that.
3: Absolutely. I don't bring
4: no notes, no paperwork, or nothing. I'm coming with straight up out the heart, and I'm going to bust them down like Jerry Quarry got down, him and his brother, both of them. I'm going to bust them down like Jerry Quarry. All right? And I ain't no other famous boxer. I'm just the number one Chief Rocker.
0: Hey, with that, brother, I'm going to let you go. You go handle your business. Enjoy your night, Jersey. We will talk soon, brother.
4: Peace, brother. Y'all have a good one. Microwave,
0: call me. (laughs) All right, Jersey. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jersey Bird. King of New York. And when Jersey's around, he starts spreading the news. Spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Oh, man. Jersey Verb. Be- All right, folks. Well, let's do this here, man. I had a couple great calls. We are already an hour and almost 15 minutes into a special edition. Sports done right. little As Marcus Harper would say, Mike, check. We're going to have some fun here. Got some good music, man. A couple tunes we're going to play real quick here as we take our first break. Um, Little Red Hot Chili Peppers Higher Ground. Always loved that version of that tune that they did from Stevie Man. And then we got um we got a cat who is a DJ. Uh, this white dude up here. He's called his name is BK One, BK Dash One O N E. He is the DJ for my main man, Brother Ali, who I've played numerous songs from here. But he also uh, has some beats, and he teamed up with my boy Toki Wright. Again, these are a couple of Minneapolis Cats, Rhymesayers, uh, International again. So we're going to play a tune called Face It. And next week, we are back on SME. So that's why we're having fun tonight, uh, having a little adult talk, playing some real music before we get back on SME. So, folks, I will be right back. This is Sports Done Right with Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Tune in, turn up, and check us out, Spreaker.com. Make sure you hit the heart button, the like button. And you can also, after you set up an account, get in here, hit that little bubble there, the chat bubble, and you can come on into the chat room. You can also call us like Jersey Vern just did and uh, John Fisher at 651 968 Again, 651 968 And with that being said, I will be right back.
5: A pair of socks when I'm not rocking the Thames. Vaseline make my skin gleam like I dip to my chin in the barrel down at lean Bold and beautiful, black like the stones in the gold. Used to put the big fist in my throat. Woo-oh! Pop like I'm ski shooting. Bang, bang, on a beat, keep moving. I ain't grow up with the partridges. I grew up with the darknesses. Flowing on the gentle cartridges. Before I recognize the heartlessness that exists in the shallow hearts of men. Black like the ink in my pen. I'm black like two million men serving time in the pen. Last year I got my picture in the back of the spin. This year black back at it again. And then, damn good in the skin that I'm in. And I'll trade them in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it time for you to face it. Damn good in the skin that I'm in, and I'll trade it in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created, just face it. It's time for you to face it. Women talk to hate they face, so they bleach it up, powder up, and scrape. Straight from the mill to the grill, straight back to the land of the lace. Black wouldn't have it, no other way, okay? I'm so dark here, yeah, reading and weeping. I'm so dark, turn the lights off, all you see is my teeth, plus the whites in my eyes I don't ever want to try and disguise, I wear it with pride, as long as I'm alive Lies you've been told to put us on hold, prostituting the soul, the pimpin' and... And anything goes, keep us on the stroll, exposed Rain, sleet, sunshine, 40 below, to get them they dough When your dome on swole, past the point you can't get in the dough Your ego, go, give me some more And I don't only do this to show I do this so the little girls know They don't gotta strip on the pole to get to their goals Damn good in the skin that I'm in And i trade traded in for nothing Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created Just face it, it's time for you to face it I'm good in the skin that I'm in, and I traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created. Just face it. It's time for you to face it. Man, you so black, man. That uh, man, your your mama so black that uh, man, your hair so nappy that uh uh uh, man, your lips so yo. Yeah. It was a black man and a, and a white man and a, a black man. Ah. Uh, clothes and pimples, black and dimples, stretch marks, birth marks, body parts and shrivel. Melanin in my skin, make us crack black jokes with I kin. Have our friends like they added again. Colonized minds designed to make the dog hate the light side and vice burst. Sweat it with white curse. Black like a hearse pulling out of the church to put another black man in the dirt. Warm for turf. It hurts like a sunburn. Dark, but I still tan. Make a lot of notes like a steel can. Fall them up, pulling up, leaning back, aim for the steel can. Mike turned light, but dudes knew he was still bad. Black in the epidermis. Get you at the surface, look it up. We from the people of sun, we cooking up. Don't need to hang out on the beach, it's out of my reach. And beauty's only skin deep, with ugly beneath. Damn good in the skin that I'm in, and I'm trading in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created, just face it. It's time for you to face it. Damn good in the skin that I'm in and I've traded in for nothing. Isn't that something? Stop hating on the way you was created, just face it. It's time for you to face it.
2: The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you. To get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright.
0: Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Sports done right. KC, why are you shaking your head out there, KC? Don't shake your head. That's right. Face it. <laughs> that's right face it uh bk1 featuring my boy toki right out of the rhymesayer stable here in the twin cities and uh they caught the term colonize out there as well so uh hey man <laughs> grego out there talking a bunch of ish about tree yeah got some new drops from tree tune in tomorrow we got some uh we got new intros new uh closings and whatnot not only for my show but for the uh as we're calling it s and m show here i might give you a little preview uh here's the preview in case you guys didn't hear the open here's tree's new opening for the show
2: oh yeah get your snow cats ready and get over here right now
3: you're darn tootin'.
2: don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address Live from the Situation Room of his Lakefront Chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right.
0: Tree is good at what she does, man. And you gotta love the voice. Thank you, Tree, if you're out there listening. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, again, thank you for everything you did on our voice side. Uh, tune in tomorrow for the Sports and More S&M show with a little whip. You'll like that. Uh, Grego, Tree is very professional. Yeah, she, she really is. Um, she takes care of the brothers, um, doesn't charge outrageous prices, so... Um, you know anybody if you need any voiceover work done trees the person to get to she's out in Sacramento California right now doing big things lots of stuff coming up for her and um, she'll be telling everybody what she's up to here very very soon Um, tree what can you say man what can you say tree is um, tree is tree ride raw as they say here I was trying to I'll okay, I'll give you one more here of the uh as she calls as we now call it the S and M show. Obviously we're gonna play off of that S and M theme. So in our promos and stuff you'll hear some whips cracking and things like that, but SNM sports and more show as you uh can imagine here. Um special preview of the opening there. Give me one second. Get it loaded up here in the situation board. There we go. Are you ready for a little S&M?
2: No, silly. It's the Sports and More Show. Hosted by the sports governor, Vince Wright.
0: Reggie, huh? do your parents like you, man? And
2: DJ Dollars and Cents, Reggie Lawrence.
0: No, but here's the funny thing. I ain't never whooped my
1: kids once. <laughs> never. Well, because, because you they're... can't reach them, Reggie. You're uh... only five feet.
2: <laughs> the Sports and More Show. Where sometimes little things come in big packages.
0: And there you go. S and M show, the sports and more show intro. You'll be hearing that tomorrow. As long as Reggie can do the show with us, I hope he can. Anyway, folks, uh, welcome back to Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com, com as well hey man lots of stuff to get into here uh still tonight uh one thing that i wanted to do i got so many notes that i printed out earlier today before i had to do my running around oh i was at the Ryder cup yesterday just wanted to share a story here tiger woods related tiger woods saw tiger out there he is an uh, an assistant captain of the team of the usa uh rider cup team he plays in a couple weeks he's coming back Again, another another comeback. I will say this though: after chatting with El Tigre, you know, as he saw me out there on the rope line, he's like, "Hold up, hold up, Gov, is that you?" I was like, Ty, what's happening, man?" He's like, "Oh man, come on, let's take a walk for a hole or two." So, I had a little chat with my dude Tigre. The dude looks phenomenal, and and he he doesn't look as big as he used to be. He is very lean. You know, he's still, you know, thick and whatnot, but not as thick. And hopefully that takes some torque, some some relief off that back. And he doesn't have to swing hard. He doesn't have to have that big, you know, cock-eyed swing of his where he wraps himself around and all that. But, man, let me tell you, Tiger still drives the needle as far as golf is concerned. When he was out there, the people were going nuts for a guy that was not even playing serving as captain he's Tiger Woods he's the greatest golfer of this generation arguably arguably you know um, the most exciting golfer of all time I think that goes hands down and you know Jack Nicholas has more majors obviously but man if Tiger you know everybody is pulling for this dude and if Tiger can find a way to win in a new way and just get back to being relevant golf needs that because I know they're trying to push these younger cats, the big three, and, and all this stuff, man. But it, it golf still ain't the same without Tiger Woods. So, just wanted to share that story. Grego says, hopefully Tiger didn't cuss you out for taking pictures. Nah, man. Hey, me and Tiger go back, man. Me and Tiger used to kick it. Asked the first lady about the story when I ran into him at the, uh, what was it? The, not the, oh, um, jack nicholas's tournament in uh, columbus why can't why am i drawing a brain fart right now anyway uh ran into tiger there uh had a nice little chat with hank haney his coach at the time the memorial that's the tournament i'm sorry uh jack nicholas's tournament there and also ran into target he pulled, or tiger as he pulled up next to me at a stop stoplight there after the tournament. And uh, he gave the governor the dodge back then because I recognized him, tried to follow him. But, you know, that was back when uh, he was doing his thing. So probably had uh, some some people to go see, if you know what I mean. But anyway, Tiger looks good. Can't wait for him to to come back. Let's see what he can do and uh, just start slowly. And, Tiger, let's see what goes down. And more recent news here. Um, I don't know if you folks heard today. Now, we've all heard about the situation, and I talked with John Fisher about it. Obviously, with these police shootings going on, all this BS happening right now with these police officers, uh, innocent black people being shot and killed and whatnot, the protests that are going on all over sports. Uh, Number one, uh, props. Dirk Nowitzki is uh, planning something, apparently, with the Dallas Mavericks. Now, for those of you that do not know Dirk Nowitzki, the German, is married to an African-American lady, so this hits uh, very close to home for him. And he is basically, in a sense, said uh, Dallas Mavericks with full support of owner Mark Cuban and everyone else will definitely have something planned once the NBA season starts. And today as well, um, breaking it down to Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, we've heard, um, or in case you haven't heard, I think it was three North Carolina, or North Nebraska players took the knee in solidarity to uh, exercise their right to protest and you know show support to Kaepernick. Now today, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts has agreed to meet with one of the Nebraska football players that he criticized for kneeling during the national anthem um, at the last Cornhusker game. Michael Rose Ivy and two teammates each took a knee before Saturday's game at Northwestern as a protest against police brutality and racial injustice. After governor Ricketts called the act disgraceful and disrespectful, Rose Ivy tweeted at the governor that he would like to discuss the issue with him. And today or uh, late Tuesday night, Ricketts responded. So, um, Tuesday, Rose Ivy and his teammates, Muhammad Berry and Dishon Neal, were criticized by two university regents um, for, again, the same thing. Uh, one of the regents says, uh, let's see, R- Regent Hal Dobb, nice name there, and Jim Pillen of uh, Columbus said that the anthem protest was in poor judgment. Now Dobbs said quote They're wearing a University of Nebraska uniform And all student athletes should be aware That their actions reflect not only on themselves But everyone else We've heard that before But like uh, the Spurs coach Greg Popovic said today Hey man You can't tell people what to believe in And there's stuff going on in this country There's some real hard things going on For African Americans um, You know We're scared. We're scared our kids are going to get shot and killed. People are scared that their kids aren't going to come home. And unfortunately, there's video out there showing or or fortunately, actually, there's video showing what's going on. So that being said, um, Rose Ivy on Monday or excuse me, read a statement explaining the reasons he, Barry and Neil joined Kaepernick. Uh, the backup quarterback for San Francisco and other professional and amateur athletes who have kneeled and otherwise protested what they feel is unfair treatment of African-Americans in the United States. Now, Ricketts, the governor, responded to a caller on his weekly radio show Monday saying generations of men and women have died to give them the right to protest. And I think that they, the way they choose to the protest was disgraceful and disrespectful. So, um, you know, everybody's weighed in on this in the state of Nebraska. University President Hank Bounds pointed out that the players and their critics are free to express their views under the First Amendment. Obviously, Bounds pointed to a board of regents policy in place for almost a half a century that states members of the academic community have the right or have the right to extensive latitude in making their opinions known. Quote, college campuses, as much as any space, must be places where robust, even uncomfortable debate is welcome and encouraged, Bounds said. Our students, faculty, and staff absolutely enjoy that right to participate in these dialogues in the manner they choose under the First Amendment and board policy. So with that being said, these two are going to be meeting, and I guess that's a, that's a good start. You know, I I, I got to commend the governor of Nebraska for uh, responding, reaching out, and um, arranging a meeting with the player. Um, now, it just says that he's meeting with the one player, Ivy, there. Uh, I hope that maybe he meets with the other guys. I mean, you know, he's the governor. Make it happen. But it, it's a start. But, again, um, it is what it is. Grego out there in the chat room. And, yeah, let me get into this chat room here for a minute here before we – Talk a little college football. Grego says, Dirk has a cutie. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Dirk Nowitzki, very cute lady. Rough Buff in here. Mr. Rough Buff says, Vince, I just got off the phone with Tiger. He is back to the trailer park chick, so expect him to beat the uh, major chord. or Oh, the major record. Hey, would be something, man. Would be something. Roughbus says Tree should be paid very well for that drop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tree uh, doing big things here. Now, I got the situation room monitors on and I don't know. I'm kind of jumping around here. It's a free-flowing night. It's late night. We're playing some music with some explicit stuff in there. But hey, let me say this. Tim Tebow has to be God's favorite human being, man. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Now, this dude comes down here, signs the minor league contract back on September 8th, plays his first uh, rookie game or game in the instructional league, first at bat, takes the pitch deep over the wall, home run in his first at bat. I got to give it up for that. I mean, come on. And this dude just live the charm of life, man. Tim Tebow can do anything. He plays football. He plays quarterback. His pride would not let him play a different position. I, I But, you know, I can kind of understand that he's played quarterback his whole life. That's what he does. You know, I think like the rest of the people out there, we definitely get sick of the circus that follows this guy around. I think that's what people really get sick of. I don't think you know Tebow. I mean, how can you not like him? I mean, he seems like a pretty decent guy. But, you know, he's a religious dude, uh, uh, stays true to his moral values and and whatnot. But man, it, I mean, first that bad home run. I mean, it's it's just more in the book of Tebow, written by G O D from up above, man. But uh, props to Tim Tebow doing big things man (laughs) and uh the baseball career is off and running i'm still a little questionable on this baseball career because i don't know if you knew this folks he still works at espn so on thursday and friday he's back at the studio so it's like if you're gonna play baseball and try and do this all in but hey he's got god on his side he doesn't need the sports governor apparently so yes sir john fisher big (laughs) big baby jesus indeed grego says shout out to tebow absolutely man absolutely so but again uh things going on in this country you guys be safe in them streets and make it home make it home to your to your families and hopefully it gets better because you know a lot of times it seems like it will not get better all right, folks, so let's move along here again. Sports done right. x or excuse me, xsquadaffiliates.com is the website. You can also find all of our shows there, all the info on our host. Um, everybody from John Fisher to Kesey, cooking with the, or excuse me, cooking with the Kesey. I'm all over the place tonight. Cooking with the microwave, John Fisher. Kicking it with Kesey is Kesey's show. He's covering all the latest topics in the world of you know trending matters so he's doing big things grego out there grego introduce me to your friend next time i come down to atlanta um let's talk college football here so we'll start with the home team the golden gophers baby oh man yes the golden gophers uh well they they tried to find a way to give this game to Colorado state. They tried to find ways every once in a while, it seems to kind of blow it, but they hang on. Uh, Gophers 31 to 24 over the Rams of Colorado state 21. First down for the golden Gophers. They had 417 total yards. Mitch Leidner threw for 174 yards. They rushed in tandem and we got our main man back. That's right. The Georgia connection Um, back. So, uh, rushing yards 243 rushing yards Rodney Smith led the way 99 yards two TDs Shannon Brooks the man from GA Georgia came back 85 yards and a touchdown for him in his first game back off of injury um, on the defensive side Antonio Chanel 10 tackles Stephen Richardson had four tackles for a loss And big things, man, for them Golden Gophers going into Penn State this week. Shannon Brooks, team's leading rusher last year, returning from that broken foot, like I said. um, 85 yards on 13 carries for him. Um, Colin Hill, who's a freshman for our Golden Gophers, um, made his second start at quarterback for the Rams. Oh, excuse me, uh, the Rams. What am I thinking here? um and and that's the thing now that freshman colin hill for for the rams he may may make it to the next level in some way shape or form um real rough still around the edges but he's got a nice game he's got nice arm colorado state you know they they took a big loss to to colorado Um, i'm gonna be honest don't know a lot about the program this year but you know, they got some players on that team. So keep an eye on that guy, Colin Hill. He's their quarterback. He's he's true freshman. And, um, you know, he uh, definitely had some moves out there. So uh, the Rams, um, you know, th- what Colorado State needed to do was just keep the pressure on. They had the Gophers, you know, a little out of sync. They run a, a no-huddle offense. That had our boys really on their heels. That you know, during that first quarter, the golfers over history, and again, this is sports done right with the sports governor in Minnesota, Vince Wright. Our golfers have never really played good against teams that run no huddle offenses. Just something I've noticed as a fan and a season ticket holder over the past eleven years. Um, that didn't change Saturday, and I'll tell you what, because this was an eleven o'clock game. Uh, Colorado, you know, we know our fan base is lackluster at best. So that stadium probably was about 40% full by the time kickoff started. Um, they announced, you know, they have these attendance announcements. Uh, the stadium holds just over 50,000. They keep saying, oh, 44,000 there. No, there wasn't 44,000 there last Saturday. So the Gophers got to keep winning. They got to get that energy level up. The Vikings are doing big things. Timberwolves coming back with a hot new team again. Uh, hockey is starting up now. the The Minnesota Wild, and we'll get into a little hockey talk next week on Sports Done Rides. I've been getting hit up by my Minnesota people. They're ready for the hockey to start. But my point is, all the all the sports are starting to go now, and to ask people and you know to spend money and uh, to buy these tickets here, you're gonna have to have a good product on the field. So. We will see, man. Oh, got to welcome the lovely Denise as well. Denise, in case I didn't get to you earlier, sweetheart, thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> Sports done right late night. We having fun here after hours. And i um, talking about my Minnesota Golden Gophers here as we head into Happy Valley next week to take on the lonely uh, Penn State nittany lions and that's a uh a team that's just really all over the place man so we will see mitch leidner like i said here he had 224 total yards if you once you throw in his uh rushing so this is a chance for for minnesota now to really go out and and start doing things here and it starts at penn state this is a horrible penn state team if you're a program like the minnesota gophers this is a game you have to win. And even as bad as Penn, as Penn State is, you're still an underdog right now, according to the folks in Vegas. So what you gonna do, Gopher fans? That's what I'm saying, man. What are these Gophers gonna do here? You gotta start winning games like this. There's no reason this Minnesota team should not beat Penn State. I don't care if it's in Minnesota. I don't care if it's in Happy Valley. They got better. They're a, they're a better team. Penn State still has some players because they're Penn State, and they've still been able to recruit a few here and there. But right now, the Gophers are a better team. Now, not saying that Minnesota's going to win. I'm saying they should win. But for all of us here in this great state, no. That follow this team, how many times have we uh, had hearts broken, dreams dashed over games like this? You know, a former... Big program like Penn State, definitely on the downslide, but makes no difference. You still got to play the games and you still got to win. So Minnesota uh, has to go out to Penn State. It's a 2.30 local time start, uh, 2.30, 3.30 in the east. Um, Nice afternoon game there. And we will see, man, Mitch Leidner is going to have to have a very steady uh, game there. But I think that the Gophers really have an opportunity to go in there and really surprise people and come away with about a 10, 12-point win in this game and really send the message because after that, they got Iowa coming up here. We're going to try and actually have a live remote from the uh, tailgate lot and, and do a little sports done right uh, tailgate edition. But if they can get past Penn State, come up. You got Iowa playing for Floyd of Rosedale. The bronze pig needs to come back home. Man, big things can happen. Big 10 making all kinds of noise. How about also, we got Wisconsin, eighth in the nation, Michigan, number four, boy. And as a Gopher fan, I hate to say it, people, man, but I got to give respect to the Wisconsin Badgers. Year in, year out. Um, who's it, Charlie Chris or Chris, uh, um, the coach over there now, it just keeps going. They got a quarterback, went with the lefty there. And big things are happening for the Wisconsin Badgers. And they went from unranked three weeks ago, basically, to now number eight in the country, positioning themselves for a playoff run in college football. And going into Michigan, the big house. How does Michigan get five home games in a row? Can somebody tell me that? please? Exactly. exactly. With that being said, they are at home. You know, if you talk to the gov, and I know and I've been running around all week, I was going to try and have actually some sound from the coaches for this game. You know what, man? I might take Wisconsin in the, in the upset, in the small upset right now. Um, Michigan, uh, Jabril Peppers, ha- Heisman contender. Uh, offense, the offense is clicking. Defense, um, we're going to find out here. And I think Wisconsin might just uh, go up into to the big house and pull off the shocker, man. Um, look what Wisconsin did in going back into Michigan last week. And, you know, nobody expected them to go up to East Lansing and do that to the Spartans. No way, no how. No, sorry, I was distracted here Situation Room Monitors. Looks like ESPN's got a... Uh, a Christian McCaffrey interview going here. uh, The Stanford running back, Heisman contender from last year. By the way, averaging me and uh, that ninja got into an argument. He was telling me uh, how not good this young gentleman is and I couldn't disagree more. The guy's leading the Pac-12 and rushing again and he's averaging 150 yards a game almost. So uh, those type of stats can play on my team anytime, bro. I'm sorry, but uh, back to the lecture at hand. Minnesota, this is this is the opportunity. If they can get up, win this game, before and all, Iowa coming into town, then they can start positioning themselves. Cause Wisconsin's going to be tough. Iowa's still going to be tough. You know, Iowa has uh, not played well and only run fourteen to seven last week. Um, out at Rutgers of all places, can only put up fourteen on Rutgers. You know, the Minnesota. Again, and what we're thinking of is just getting yourself in line for a decent ball. I don't think the Gophers are going to contend this year for the Big Ten West unless you beat Iowa. And then you got to beat Wisconsin because you haven't beaten Wisconsin in 13 years. So Gophers still a long road to hold, and there's still a couple uh uh games in there as well um northwestern has always played minnesota tough so there's all kinds of games in there that the gophers still got to get through but let's just take it one at a time this week penn state uh let's go with the gophers winning 34 to 23 somewhere in that neck of the woods that's what they should do i mean really that is what they should do That, that being said Minnesota might win by three. My main man, Truck D. Rocky Top, baby, says no hockey in the ATL anymore. Yeah, them Flames got on out. Well, that's how old I was. They were the Atlanta Flames. Then they went to Calgary, where they are now the Calgary Flames. Man,. A black kid growing up in the 70s in Minnesota knows a little bit about hockey. That's all I'm going to say. And that's what's, that's what happened. Yeah, I remember when they were the Atlanta Flames. Grego says he hates that the Thrashers are gone. He used to go check out the Bruins when they were here. Yep, Grego checking out his home squad Boston Bruin hockey team. One of the original six. And let's see here, Denise Milk and Cookies in here, enjoying the show. Thank you so much. Oh, man, so much stuff to get into. Where do I even go? So, yes, Gophers got to get that win this week against Penn State. Um, Penn State, their head coach may be in trouble here if they if he can't get it turned around, James Franklin. Uh, Penn State 2-2, two 0-1 two, in the Eastern Division. Um, will play us. This will be the 14th meeting between the teams. Now, Franklin says they're excited about being back at home. He says, quote, I think there's a distinct advantage, obviously, all over the country and being a, at home as compared to on the road. Easily said when you're playing in front of, you know, the capacity's is over 100,000. Um, to be fair, Penn State has a lot of empty seats still. So I'd say they get in maybe the mid-90s, uh, to be fair. But, again, it's Penn State, and, you know, like I said, the Gophers, when your stadium is only 50,000 and you're playing in front of double that, it still um, sets the precedent, excuse me. Now, a couple players from Penn State you want to keep an eye on. Uh, Saquon Barkley, leading rusher. He has, uh, what does he have here? I think he has about 350 yards this season six touchdowns trace mcsorley's the quarterback um, he's thrown for almost a thousand yards five touchdowns against three interceptions now they got an okay receiving core as well chris goodwin uh, good receiver um, he's already got a couple of touchdowns he's got about 228 yards and uh, mike gasecki that's another guy you want to keep an eye on when we're talking penn state here in terms of their receiving core um, also deshaun hamilton um, good guy a good receiver as well. You want to keep an eye on him as well. So there you go, uh, the Gopher Roundup there. So let's t- move on. We got some other games here. We got Louisville. We got Clemson. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. It's like a heavyweight battle. Who do you got out there in the chat room in that one? Who do you who you taking people? Who you taking? that's right back to your corners man back to your corners again sports done right vince Wright, the sports governor follow me on twitter people that's right at the big smooth one the number one after the big smooth truck d in the chat room pop, propping them tennessee volunteers tennessee vols easing their way back into the top 10 let's give them their little round of uh, love there as well because he's absolutely right Excuse me, and um who's a dachshund out there doing big things, man uh, it took them a half to get going, but once they did Tennessee um yeah, right back on on track there, so we'll see if they can keep it going man it was nice to see the checkerboard crowd out there in the orange and white always cool when uh Tennessee's rocking rocky top all the way you'll always be home sweet home to me truck d <laughs> Oh, man, but he's absolutely right. Props to the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, Alabama with an easy win last week, so they'll stay number one. Man, um, but Louisville, or Louisville, let me say that correctly here, going to do big things, and I think ew, it's going to be tough, but I, God, can they, yeah, why not? They, they just may pull this off. And the magic season continues heading towards that matchup with the University of Houston. That's the game everybody is waiting to see as well. So, well, let's do this here, folks. Um, we're almost two hours in. Let me uh get a quick break in here. Um, play some drops from the X squad. Play another quick little tune here. And then we'll get back in and bring it on home for you. So, with that being said... Find some music to play here. Um, Oh, also, speaking of Louisville, one other guy you want to keep an eye on is James Quick. He's the wide receiver. Um, You know, he's averaging almost 23 yards of reception down there. He has um, 16 catches with four TDs. Um, Keep an eye on him as well because this guy can make things happen once Lamar gets him the ball if Lamar isn't running it in himself so uh, keep that in mind and again vince right we're going to be back on the sme network next week cannot wait for that uh oh man it's going to be a lot of fun to get back in there with doug and the posse on sme uh, doing big things there cannot wait All right, folks, Vince Wright, I'll be right back. It's going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. <laughs>
2: around and alienate me i wonder when will we ever learn to stop repeating his story High and inspirations, what I told. He asked me, How would I categorize?
5: And I replied, My music's a reflection of me. I just write, relate, and recite all these crazy things I see.
4: Ends its failures, but in this country, society itself is failing.
1: Hell yeah! Uh-huh. Knees. Now I slay keys and fest my hood with crack. I'm the Mac and take a nation of news to hold me back. Too big for my britches and I got bitches. Now I'm hitting switches. Niggas want my riches. Used to get 18 when my G was alive. Now a key is 13. 589's the number. Another summer. Get down. Police ain't getting no dumber. Streets dried up. Used to think it would last, but being a kingpin is a thing of the past. They tried to blast me by slaying a boulder. Now I got my ass in Minnesota, got my own crew, it's all brand new, damn, what can I do? Ooh, ta-da, what can I tell? what can I tell? how you like me now? Ta-da. what can I tell what can I tell how you like me now? done, unstack me, half a mil ticket, bought a house next to Prince, now I can kick it, now I got ends, waving to my friends, rolling in the bins, going to see the trends, play at the door, police start. Cause everything I own got repossessed. Now take a look at the dust And I'm happy cause I only got 36 months. I never picked up a book. Cause my arms are 16 inches, nigga. Look, can't wait for 92, so I can get with my crew and see what can I do. Tell that, what can I tell that? What can I tell that? How you like me, man? What can I tell that? What can I tell that? How you like me now? 94 back in LA, and I'm belling through the dough. Everybody know I gotta start from scratch, so where the work at and nigga smirk at me saying ain't nothing popping from here to the LB. What you tell me? No, it ain't crackin'. Everybody's checkin' for a coup since they sent in the troops. Even though I got muscle, that ain't my hustle. Nigga shit in a tussle. No skills, debate of bills, talking about education. The battle, invasion, no college degree. Just a dumbass G. Yeah, you fool. Who, me? I got a baby on the way. Damn, it's a mess. Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Yes. Some advice from my uncle Festa, all dressed up in polyester. Welcome to McDonald's, may I please help you? Yeah, you can help me, pump. Huh? Give me all of the money, or I'm dumping. That's on my mama. Hey, homeboy, why you at it, give me large fries, a strawberry shake, Big Mac, cause it's Mac TFO lot. Can I roll with you? Come on. What can I do? Now I'm on the run with a gun and this fool I don't know. Pedal to the flow, swerving, serving all of the pigs just because they tryna trying to split my wig. I'm in custody LAPD one more felony strike number 3 25 to life in cell block 2 it's true that's what i got to do today can i turn can i the how you like me now
2: the votes are in and it's official he's minnesota's number 1 sports color commentator the people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk the honorable vince wright now let's get back to the show
1: coming to you live from the sports mansion in the palatial estates here in minneapolis minnesota
0: going down, people? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live from the great state of Minnesota. Robbie Robb beats. Team Taylor on the voice. What's going down? And we are back. All right, so power rankings are out. No real big changes. Um, and this comes to us, by the way. I uh, can't remember where the, we got this one. But Bama back on top. Again, power rankings, not so much the polls here. Um, the best thing said about their 48 no win over Kent State is Nick Saban did humiliate his alma mater. That's about it. Ohio State, number two in the power rankings um Wisconsin number three perhaps only Alabama has accomplished more this season the Badgers have beaten two top 10 teams at kickoff away from home the latest win 30 to 6 over Michigan State may have been the second biggest Big Ten statement this season um that's outside of the Ohio State win over Oklahoma as well so uh, number four Louisville, Lamar Jackson's on pace to account for 75 touchdowns. Damn. That's crazy. That is crazy. But he's a bad dude, man. He's a bad dude. Petrino back in Louisville. Got the Cardinals right back. Uh, in uh, Right now in the national title uh, playoff hunt. So Louisville, and followed by them, the other surprise team, or maybe not so much of a surprise, the Houston Cougars. Um, Coach Sherman had no mercy on his old employers at Texas State—a walkover game, sixty-four to three. Serious part of their schedule resumes Thursday with UConn, the only team to beat them last year. So. Um, don't write off Houston just yet when you see them playing the University of Connecticut this week, keep that in mind. UConn beat them last year. With that being said, obviously Houston is coming in prepared and would want to send a little message, I'm sure. So look for Houston kind of, uh, kind of big in that game, maybe, uh, Clemson number six in the power rankings this week, uh, Tigers aren't as dominating offensively but they are a bitch defensively. I love an article that puts it like that. Number seven, Stanford Cardinal. You're never going to get the feeling that UCLA had things wrapped up Saturday at the Rose Bowl. The Cardinal led for less than nine minutes the whole game until Ryan Burns' game-winning touchdown pass. Defensive end Solomon Thomas had an All-American performance there as well. He had three tackles, a sack, uh, two tackles for losses, and, by the way, a touchdown. So those are the top seven, uh, Texas A&M number eight, Tennessee truck number nine. Here's what it says about your Vols here in this power ranking. The Vols rid themselves of a 12-year hangover in beating the Gators. The difficult slate continues, and that, and that is absolutely correct, man. This schedule truck at Georgia, at Texas A&M, and Alabama in the next three weeks. Damn. Woo, man. Back to your corners on that one. Uh, Michigan 10, Seminoles of Florida State 11. Um, Obviously taking a butt whipping from Louisville there. Uh, They came back one last week. Michigan State um, drops as well. Um, Nebraska, by the way, they are uh, number 13 in a program that's had few notable running quarterbacks. Tommy Armstrong Jr. is making his mark. Armstrong went for a career high 132 yards rushing in a workmanlike win at Northwestern last week. I watched a little bit of that game. In the last two weeks, Armstrong has had 12 runs of at least 11 yards. So, um, would still like to see him uh, throw the ball a little bit better. But he is really starting to hone his game. He's getting comfortable, and it don't matter because Nebraska's winning games. That's the other thing as well. They're four and zero. And, again, if you're a Minnesota Gopher fan, you can't go past this game as well. Um, All of a sudden, Big Ten West got some players in it. You know, it wasn't expected to be that way. Everybody had Iowa picked. Uh, Even yours truly still could play out that way, but Iowa was picked um, to finish ahead of Wisconsin, ahead of Nebraska. And it's going to be a dogfight, I think, this year in the Big Ten West. Um, with that being said, number 14, Baylor. Number 15, Miami. That's right. The Hurricanes. My Canes are back. 3-0 and with the new coach. Uh, three non-conference wins against teams that are 3-9. and Now comes their big boy test. The ACC opens this week at Georgia Tech for them. And Grego, by the way, put in the chat room, and I got to say, um, his Boston Red Sox people have won the ALE. So, Greg Oak, congrats to your team. That's how we feel about the Boston Red Sox. Again, sports done right on the home stretch here. Um late night edition. Lot of things going on this week's schedule was all over the place before I start this new gig on Monday, so uh, we went with this Wednesday night show. I do I haven't talked to Reggie yet. I do believe that we are doing the Sports and More show. Um, since we did miss last week's edition, so I think he would be very excited. So expect the SNM show to be back tomorrow at its usual time, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Another college team I wanted to talk on here, Washington. Boy, big things happening up there in Seattle. They're getting good recruits, some California kids going north. And Washington um, back in the mix. Again, they're 4 Um, borderline top 10 team always thought it'd be a fun place to go to school it's such a beautiful city it seems like I've never been to Seattle but the campus is right there on the lake Uh, I just remember seeing that in the backdrop when they're back in the 90s back when Washington were were national contenders um, every year so hats off to them Georgia is three and one and as we know Georgia took a big loss and we won't talk about that. We'll move on. Hopefully, Thorny Switch is not listening. So, what else we got going on here? Oh, let's take let's do this. Let's do a quick little drop here for the X Squad Affiliates. Make sure again you're checking out all our shows The Number 1 cheap rocket
3: jersey
2: firm.
0: Lonely Hearts Cafe.
2: Conversations.
0: It's Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. Man, Deli Young, e-
3: e- microwave.
4: E- microwave. E- Reggie Long, aka Dollars and 10. kicking it with King
3: C.
5: Exco, give it to you. No Tricks in 86. It's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world famous two live stews, Doug Stewart, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh?
0: Hey, what's going on, Stu Nation? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right every Wednesday here on SME. Make sure you keep it tuned here for me and all the other X-Squad affiliate shows on SME. Peace. Coming straight from the
2: A. Kick it with your boy KC at www.kc.com. This show covers some of the realest issues trending today. He'll keep you locked in from the first listen. You can find him online on this mobile app, or at kysii. dot com, dot com, iTunes, Google Play, and especially on the SME Network on Tuesdays at noon. You don't want to miss it. votes are in and it's official he's minnesota's number one sports color commentator that's me the people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk the honorable vince wright now let's get back to the show
0: What up, what up, what up, what up, sports done right late night edition here uh, coming in. We're going to start wrapping up this show here. I know our East Coast folks are probably uh, long sleep now. We've gone deep into the a.m. on the East Coast, 1217, 117 out east, only 1017. I wish I lived on the West Coast, man. One day I will get to the West Coast. Uh, with that being said, though, I think we are probably going to wrap it up here. I just wanted to get on. I wanted to, you know, A, first I wanted to thank John Fisher for popping in here, spending um, some, some nice time. I love picking Fisher's brain. And, you know, glad he took some time to hang out with us here for a while tonight. Of course, the number one Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern. Uh, same thing as well. We're Me and him been having fun all week. We got that Vikings-Giants game coming up. We're going to try and give you a nice little preview show of that next Monday. Uh, so, again, props to Jersey Vern. Um, again, a couple uh, passings here. Jose Fernandez in Miami, a sad, sad situation there. Uh, the boat hit the jetty way, which are those rocks that come out there and those channels. Um, obviously, it was at night. boat was doing a high rate of speed, and you can't see those rocks, so... Um, Bad news there, I want to say rest in peace to him. Obviously, a phenomenal talent in the world of baseball. Um, As, you know, the city of Miami is reeling and showing mad love, his teammates there on that first game back, the gentleman with the leadoff home run. And um, other than that, just remember, life is not guaranteed. Obviously, um, I want to give shouts out as well. Rest in peace to the late, great Arnold Palmer um 87 years old so um a life well lived there uh, the original guy that made golf cool you know back in the 50s um had the duel with uh Jack there through the 60s and um, you know took his game to a next level on the business side as well um from the uh Hertz commercials with O.J. Simpson to uh the Pennzoil um you know, all kinds of stuff there. And hey, I got you, Grego. I'm glad you're still listening, sir. But um, obviously, I, the gov also has to get some restings. I got to wake up early and get this girl to school. But um, again, I just want to thank everybody. I wanted to say that, you know, being a golfer myself, coming late to the game as a golfer, Arnold Palmer is just someone that everyone knew. My dad. Um, Is from a town that is just right down the road, a little ways from Latrobe, Pennsylvania, Brownsville, Pennsylvania. So he grew up and uh, while not a golfer himself, um, you know, everybody knew Arnold Palmer, the respect that he had, the business acumen. Um, He was a pilot. He would fly himself to tournaments all over the world. Got a chance to see him um, just over a year ago up here at the 3M championship he did not play but he um as he always did was just in the car driving around signing autographs for everybody so rest in peace arnold um you are the king you have the nickname the king you have a drink named after you because you like lemonade and iced tea mixed together so now we all drink arnold palmer's or arnie palmer's what can you say, man? What can you say? So with that being said, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have a great night, or I guess officially have a nice morning at this point. Um, again, sports done right. We'll be back next Tuesday. Um, we're going to try and get a preview show Wednesday for the Monday night game. Like I said, I am starting a new gig. So the situ- the schedule may be a little different. We'll see how it goes. And then we have the SM show, the sports and more show. Um, tomorrow night or tonight, I guess technically, and um, on Thursday nights. Now, moving forward, our schedule is going to change because of my job. So keep that in mind. We'll let you know as we move forward and um, all that stuff. Grego, thanks for understanding, sir. I got to be up in about uh, five and a half hours as we get a baby girl ready for school. I hope you all had a good night. Thank you for tuning in and listening. By the way. Um, I know I got you guys kind of out of the uh, the schedule, so I appreciate it. All right, folks, let's get on out of here. Sports done right. I'll be back with Reggie later tonight on SNM. But thank you for listening for the uh, or listening to Sports Done Right here out of the great great state of Minnesota.
2: Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right
5: now. No tricks in 86. finally
2: got it right with Sports Done Right.